Previously on Critically Stupid. Hello and welcome back to Critically Stupid. I'm sure you're watching weekly or at the very least binging all the episodes at once, but if uh, you can go ahead and just skip past this recap here. On the off chance that you do need a little bit of a catch-up, I'm here to help you out. Uh, last week was quite eventful. Uh, it started with me hanging from the ceiling via a knife in the wall and spewing profanities at a Erstel Floxen. Um, Erstel Floxen, who was uh, um, hired by Lady Growlhound to steal a stone, um, and was he and his goons were betrayed by the aforementioned Lady Growlhound, and were now holding her hostage, trying to figure out what happened to the stone. They didn't have quite as much leverage as I think they might have expected them to, because we had a shockingly little amount of empathy for Lady Growlhound. We're not very much a fan of her. Um, after realizing this, we started disputing and arguing over the map to set stone. Uh, we tried to, you know, get a good look at it so Arnold could copy it with his bard magic. Um, it got torn up. I think they have half of it. Uh, and they made a quick getaway. We went to go after them just to, in time to see the most corny, unprofessional, stupid robber I've ever seen in my life. And I've seen a few. A good, a good handful. Uh, she clumsily broke into the study, leaving several traces of her existence. She identified herself as the Black Viper, I believe. And then she left a calling card just in case we wanted to... It, we weren't sure about following her home. When I was yeah. in sophomore year of high school, we had to write a research paper, and I chose to do the research paper on the same topic that I wrote my freshman year one on. And so when I was asked for a bibliography, I cited my own paper as the only source. How did that go? You know what? I got a passing grade, and the teacher <laughs> did not like me very much. <laughs>
going on, everybody? Thank you so much for tuning into Critically Stupid, soon to be world famous Dungeons and Dragons Real Play Podcast. I am your host, Alexander James, uh, your friendly neighborhood dungeon master and aficionado of cheese. My favorite part of last episode was the NPC that I spun out of thin air and thick water, uh, a shellfish who spoke suspiciously like an off-brand imitation of Jiminy Cricket. I don't know why he's my favorite, but I just I just like his vibe. I think he's a cool dude. Uh, Bestie, why don't you go next? Uh, my name is Diana, and I play Mel. And my favorite part of last episode was uh, Josh Pat riding on riding on the cow's back because he didn't want his little paw, little paws to get wet. I love him. He's so cute in my head, you guys. He's just a fluffy little fucker, and I love him. Cuter in my head. Whoa! <laughs> just an unnecessary one out for no reason. <laughs> right? Like before I logged I like in, did you just convene with them and you, and we're like, yeah, let's shit on Diana tonight. You're gonna say you love her dog more. I'm gonna make fun of her mental health. Anthony, uh, what are you gonna do? I never said I I'm on your team. More. I just said he was. I'm on her team too. Yeah. I, and they did do that right before you got here, and I tried <laughs> I to stop them. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Anthony. I appreciate that. That's why I was late. I was messaging Alex like, do not. <laughs> we had a huge whiteboard that says how to ruin diana's evening yeah. right we can't let her get too happy because like the suicide jokes are funny so let's just keep her down here i'm anthony i play arnold and honestly my, my favorite part of the last episode was also the weird little lobster creature that i just i thought was gonna die every single second he was alive <laughs> i was just like okay oh god oh i kill it <laughs> i thought when the cow stepped on him that that was gonna be the so end he stopped, of him. he stopped me yeah, yeah, it was. There were so many moments where I was like, "This is going to be my best friend. Please don't murder him." And then just, it was going to be a squish for sure. But yeah, that was it. And um, Jess, you go next. Uh, my favorite part of last episode is when there was an NPC with like my real life name for some reason. Um, um, also, my name is Jess, and I play Tess. What? So. What? Your name is Jess? Whoa! I know. I, know. You, I thought your legal n- given name. Was testicle. <laughs> your, your government name is your, not testicles. It's on my pa- yeah, it's on your passport on my doesn't say passport. testicle. Yeah, yeah, it's Tessica uh, tickles. Full name, yeah. Um, who has? Is everyone gone? No, my name is oh, Gary, and I play Gareth. My favorite part of last episode was um, the corniest fucking burglar <laughs> I've ever seen in my life. Not only did she suck at her job, she left. First of all, you shouldn't leave a calling card as a robber. That's bad practice. Um, Not only did she leave a calling card, she did it after I mockingly asked, are you going to leave a calling card? Here's, here's a secret. I mean, here's a secret. She didn't have one before you said something like. <laughs> <laughs> um. Okay. So we are going to open um, in Arand Gralhan's study. Um, you are looking at the freshly uh, fallen corpse of what was once one of the more powerful noblemen in the city, Arand, Arand Gralhan, um, lying on the floor, dead as heck. You know that the uh, city watch is at the front door. Um, so I would, I want your sort of like immediate reactions as to like what's happening and how your character is feeling sort of like in this sort of pressure filled situation. I do know how Gareth would react. Not sure it's awesome. I mean, we got to go there. How 
So does this guy have like a wallet on him or? Are you joking me right now? When I, and I quote, know what Gareth would do, but it's not awesome. All right. Give me a, give me a perception check, Gareth. I'm doing it. A scan for valuable. I feel like you need a special like scan for valuables check. Yeah, right. Uh, I got a 15 plus three is 18. Oh, that's pretty good. Um, he is dressed pretty simply. Uh, he doesn't he doesn't go for a lot of like gaudy sort of like bedazzlement on his clothes or his person. Um, one of his hands is sporting a wedding ring. Take it. I'm thinking about it. <laughs> uh, what's what's uh, what's Jess feel like about the scenario? Um, Tess, Tess. is Tess, what does Tess feel like too? I'm curious still, about both. Tess is still chewing her her map um thinking that it was not as good as it looked um and and it's kind of like eh, i didn't really like care about that guy anyway so she's kind of just like oh yeah he's dead this map is all right it's fair okay. enough uh I, arnold speaking of the map thank you uh tess for bringing it up the map is also gone it was torn uh, it was torn out of your hands you're holding like a scrap of like maybe one corner where you i think at the end of last episode you tore it trying to like keep it from Ursel floxen's viewpoint <laughs> Um, and then like, I, I, if I, I think in the scruff, in the scruff, the other half got torn away. So you're holding half a map with some tail marks in it. But he saw the whole thing. Yeah. I saw. Yeah. Yeah. You and Tess caught like good views of it. That's why I think you were tearing it apart was to try and keep it, keep it that way. Um, and per his last sentences, uh, Ursula Floxen didn't get a good look at it. So you're feeling pretty good about like what you're, what you're holding onto map wise, but how are you feeling about the whole situation, Arnold? Um, so I'm furious that this uh, Lady Ralhun ran away without giving me the award for, you know, the, 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 the Battle of the Bards. I know it was due, you know, like Arnold was just like, she, she said there was a, a, an award here where, you know, so Arnold's just kind of like looking around. I would like to like look around the room just to see if maybe I can find the award or something that's um, of equal or, you know, equal or greater value. Yeah, maybe gotcha. it's in this dead guy's wallet. <laughs> that he totally has i'd like to imagine that arnold wouldn't arnold kind of see like is blind to that he's just like no a friend is gone like no oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. i <laughs> wonder know? if there's like a, there's like a because arnold's lost so many friends oh yeah uh i wonder if there's like a special moment that he like does after every one of them drops and he's just like it's the dump, tattoo. Dump, he gets a dump. tattoo and he, another one but yeah yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he, yeah he sings fantasy another one bites the dust yeah and, yeah and- copyright free another one bites <laughs> the dust uh all right arnold give me a perception check as well let's see what you notice you got it. Oh, Garrett, this guy's got a tattoo behind one ear. What? It's a fucking sick spider, bro. That was good. That's a crazy Hunter Hunter reference. I got an 18. Okay. Um, your scope is a little bit broader than Gareth's. I think Gareth was specifically hunting for valuables, things that he could like take with him, essentially. Um there are a number of personal items uh, uh, around this room. Clearly, this was a study that uh, Arand Gralhan put a lot of time and effort into. Um, on his desk, the desk itself is big and imposing. It's like black leather and mahogany. And it's got lots of desks, some of which have like keyholes. And they're, they're clearly like buttons under the sort of like central part where there are like secret compart- compartments oh, that the God. owner of the desk would know about. Um there's like a couple pictures on the desk. There's a lamp with a small folded paper bird. Um, there is uh, like a like a pen holder with a couple of cool pens in there. Um, 
And across the room, sort of like spread across the shelves, you can see, you know, like whatever was in these cases before either the goobers or Jess apostrophe made off with them. Um, pretty valuable, pretty cool. A lot of like really thick glass, gold embellishments on the cases. Like this was this was a, a spot where like somebody of learning uh, and and science kept his kept his prizes. Okay. Would like to eat bird. the paper bird. Thank you. All right. Uh, Tess, you wander over and you and you grab a do you do you just chomp for it or do you take a test nibble? Do you like how take do you a nibble. eat things? Okay. Um, like well, have you seen how a, a horse eats it or a horse or cow, whatever the fuck I am, donkey? <laughs> um, you kind of she like nibbles a little bit and it kind of slowly gets sucked more and more in her mouth, and then she chews it for a while because just because cut. So she takes a little nibble off the wing at first. Okay. It tastes it like really battery acid. Mat, so now she's sus of taste. It tastes like battery acid. It tastes real bad. Oh, okay. Then she spits it out and she's like, what the fuck is this? This tastes terrible. Um, I grabbed the pens. Like I want to, like, I see her doing that and I don't want her to eat anything else. I was like, I, uh, I want this. This is mine. <laughs> you want <know, like>, baby proofing? <laughs> and then I also like put it to my mouth to see if it's also gross. Just like slowly. Because <laughs> uh, also take, gets, a, gets a look at the picture on the desk. Because you said there was a oh, frame there. Okay. So while she's yeah, like, yeah. nomin, she, she takes a look at the picture. It is a picture of a much younger, decades younger, uh, Arond Growlhund and uh, Lady and Lady Yala Growlhund. He is actually quite hot. He's got sort of like shorn, uh, shorn. Uh, he's got a fade. Yeah, he's got like a high fade. Um, yeah. His hair is like platinum blonde with like ruby streaks. Like it's pretty punk rock. Um, it looks like they're in uh, some sort of like concert. Like there are people jumping around them. Um, Lady Yalagralhund is smiling sort of ear to ear. She looks like a much younger, more exuberant person. Um, but what me. actually catches your eye uh, is the inscription written across the top of this uh, picture, Tess, sort of like in a hasty hand, uh, handwritten. Um, hasty hand, handwritten. Yeah. All right. Well, I guess that's on the record. Um, it says uh, Arond and Alora, 42. Is Alora. that her name, Alora? That's just what it says. Uh, really quick before before we move past it. What's Mel doing? I thought you were intentionally skipping me because I, I was in a movie. Sorry, it was my, it was my fault I ate the bird. Um, Mel and Josh, actually at the end of the last episode, like you had ended it uh, before I had a chance to speak again, but like we're done. We want, we're done. Okay, we want to okay. get out of this fucking study. We're looking like out the window where what's her fuck just jumped out and we're like, mm -hmm. can we do this like i'm like maybe i can hold like josh pat when i go go down like like is this a viable way to get because i don't want to deal with the city guard because that's just too much trouble but i'm i'm ready to be out of here uh i think mel would actually be a little bit upset that iran was was dead because she was actually trying to keep him alive in a twisted oh, yeah. way by by um but still get information um, but uh, she she was planning to to like keep him alive and, and help keep him safe and, and she wasn't able to do that so she would be upset um, and just ready to be done uh, looking outside this window uh, Mel is a there is a rope that's sort of like fastened to one side of this it, it's almost like uh, somebody lassoed a top corner of the window and pulled it open and then used that to shimmy up and you get the sense that in her in her sort of like haste to get out of the study uh, Jess apostrophe just either forgot it was there or beefed the jump and just left it. Yeah. So, so Mel would definitely be like, um, 
I think we can get out this way. And I think we should get out because the we know the city watch is downstairs, guys. Like, like take what you want. I don't care because <laughs> Lady Grauhund is not like she's a bitch. But um, make it fast and let's just get out of here. While you say that, uh, Mel, downstairs you hear the familiar Russian scented tones. Russian scented tones. Russian Fuck me. That's, That's a Cortez, right? What Russian scented tones. It smells like what, what do their voices smell like, Alex? <laughs> what do they smell like? Yeah, the one that does the smelling wants to know. Yeah, they smell Russian like smell like? Russian smells like raw vodka and the first frost of snow. Ours. And you hear uh, Ursul Floxen say, wow. "Yes, they are upstairs. They have they are the murderers. They have killed Oron Gralhand. I, I go haste into them." Uh, uh, this is obviously very muffled through like several floors. Clearly, this is from downstairs. As Gareth, as Gareth hears this, I want to try a f- uh, two main things. One, I want to spike the door. I want to make it as difficult as possible Ooh. for them to open the door. Yes. Okay. And two, I don't know how to specifically do this. I want to get rid of any trace that we were here. I feel like Gareth, as a criminal, should be capable of doing that to some extent. I would Didn't say Arnold so. write down his name? There is a painting outside with I think no I think Arnold wrote I wrote Wish Arnold was here Matt oh, but no, no. Oh, yeah, I, I rolled a terrible roll and it ended up being Arnold was here but I there, I'm, I'm getting rid of that that's like that. top of the list of things that are but I think there we were planning some... to frame the other because who would be so yes. dumb to write because their own exactly. name like that's re- yes. that's ridiculous clearly yeah, I'm getting rid of that anyway that. we'll talk. That is out in the hallway down the way, Garrett. So if you want to grab it, you can, but you're going to have to go out and down and risk being seen by the guard. Oh, you know what? Unfortunately, that says Arnold was here and not Garrett. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Um, However, I did already spike the door, so that is a bummer. Okay, so I think... um, What does that mean? Spiking the door means that he's closing it and he's putting something in the floor just in front of where it would swing open so that it's going to take several kicks to get open instead of just swinging. Unless, Gareth, you had another definition in mind. Um, I mean, basically the same thing, but I always pictured it when you like take like little slanted things and shit stuff them under a door or something. But oh, yeah, just same, like a chair. Yeah, same concept, oh, okay. really. Yeah, by the chair, by, sofa. By the door, there's like a little like side table and two chairs. One of them is uh, well worn and sat through, has like butt imprints and sort of like dandruff on the where the head would rest. Uh, and the other one looks like brand new, never been touched, but you feel like they would fit very nicely underneath that very expensive heavy door. Yeah, I'm going to spike it with the door and also just lock it normally, just in case. Just in case. You never can be too sure. Um, who did doesn't I Anthony oh. currently, sorry, doesn't Arnold currently look like the lady? <laughs> Arnold do, does currently I, I look do. like Lady Yalagrahund and speaks as uh speaks as Arnold or do you speak as Lady right Yalagrahund with disguise self? Arnold. I can choose. I I can do I, I mean since I have the minor illusion I can you do voices and stuff but Okay, I'm, okay. Right now I'm just speaking as myself. Um so I'm, I'm, voice, I'm, gonna, right? I'm gonna cancel out that I'm gonna cancel okay. out this guy's self now. Um but I just want to like can I just turn the tests really quick? It just cuz this has been a really weird hour <laughs> or two. Right? Like we don't. Yeah. Is that so, normal? Yeah. So I kind of just like looking to like, um, I think we're about to leave. Do you want to come with us? I don't. Do you want to come back and like? Do you want to be our friend? Do you want to be our friend? Like, yeah. Do <laughs> you want to be so why are you a cow? Um. Okay. No, but I I I don't want to be. I don't. I don't want this to sound offensive. But now now I've never met a cow human. I don't know the right vernacular. I'm sorry. I apologize. Um. What I do have in mind, though, is that it might be I, I, now again, no offense, no one, no offense intended, but it might be difficult <laughs> for you to jump out of this window 
Um, unless she does some no. cow leaping over the moon shit. Oh, very That's possible. What I was gonna say, yeah. It, I no, can so, do cow so, parkour. So, so what I was going to say, or what, what I'm suggesting, like I would love to see. I can't wait to see this. Um, however, I do want to say I have I have a special ability. If, if I sing a certain way called Featherfall, it'll help everyone to fall slowly, so an entire party can jump out of a window without getting hurt, um, including a cow. <laughs> so, while so if you'd like to come with us, that's you know. Oh, while okay. this conversation is oh. going on, Gareth is just running around in the background, just like <laughs> picking shit up, like cleaning off fingerprints. Get the ring, get the ring. Um, so yeah, super, would love to come along. Thank you for asking. Um, not a human, uh, I'm a fae, um, fae cow. One of my, Alex, what am I? I'm a- You are a, you are a druid. Thank you, I was gonna say droid. <laughs> Android cow, holy shit. I'm not the druid. R2D cow. You're looking for. R2- um, C3P Moo. <laughs> uh, um, so <laughs> I, oh. I'm I'm so obsessed with C3P Moo. It's crazy. <laughs> anyway, um, okay, really oh. quick. Uh, while you guys are having this conversation, uh, Mel is standing by the window. I imagine kind of like hustling you guys through it. Let's go, let's go. You, Gareth, hear uh, the city watch coming up the stairs, sort of like outside and down this hallway. Like they are hustling. You hear uh, metal boots scraping against marble floors and confused shouts. However, as you pick up uh, one of the books sort of like by the by the door that you saw Arnold's hand brush against, you're trying to clean up all these traces. Um, Arnold, you hear a soft click. And a, and a drawer in that desk pops open. Awesome. I look immediately, you know, just inside wait. the desk. I see it. Yeah. You don't need to do a perception check just because okay. you're right there and you saw it kind of like come out. Um, you see a sealed uh, envelope, pretty thick, about uh, two inches thick uh, with a glowing blue uh, glyph across the, across the seal. Awesome. Can I read what it says? Can we do that you later? Can't. I can't read what it says. You you can. Um, oh. I'm gonna need an Arcana check from you to see like what you're. Oh, how, if I can tell. You okay. Get. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, fair. Let's see. Uh, Test the bird in front of you titters Ooh. from one origami foot to <gasps> the other. The bird in front of me. The paper bird. Oh, the bird. paper bird. Yeah, I remember. Okay. It moves. Yeah, it jumps from one foot to the other. Well, now All don't right. you feel like an asshole for eating its wing? I mean. <laughs> It should have tasted better. <laughs> <laughs> then you would have eaten more. Then of it would have never out of his memory. Okay, can I keep it? Is it or is it mad? No, you could. I mean, how, 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 how? Are you, yeah, how are you going to carry it? Gently. On my shoulder. Oh. You're going to like pick it up with your yeah, teeth yeah. and I'm put gonna, it on like, your shoulder? Yeah, I'm going to with my nose and like toss it on my shoulder. Okay. I guess you do also have coverall pockets that you could tuck it into very neatly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That too. Yeah. All right. Uh, All right. Arnold, what'd you get? I got a 23. 23 is quite good. Okay. Yes. So, um, you recognize the glyphs of a fairly common uh, lock spell. Pretty, pretty run of the mill put, put across like sealed containers or, or in this case packets meant to uh, prohibit people from opening them. So it's just the words of the spell sort of scrolled across. Very cool. Um, can I, can I read it like aloud? Can I just like whisper it and see if anything happens? Just yeah, absolutely. You can. I want to try it. I want to try the cops. Can we do this? Like, no, would be like, 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 come on, just just take the put it in your bag and let's get the fuck out. I'm scared to grab stuff, so I grab it. So I just grab it and I I put it in my, I just put it in my pocket. Like, I have a question. 
So yes, I, was trying, I, was, I was trying so hard to be like, you know, yes and, but like the cops are on their way to ah. <laughs> Real quick question. My hostage, little uh, pincher, pincher boy, Jiminy Cricket Lobster, did he disappear mm-hmm. too? Or No, I'm right here. Oh, okay. This is horrible. Grab him. He's but wasn't he attached us. to the fucking? He was sandwiched between the last time you guys checked in with him. He was sandwiched between the half hour bodyguard and one of the bandits. I want to say T- Tess hurled him at someone. Yeah, I hurled him at the orc ogre thing. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, the last, yeah. but he is still here. You see him sort of like weaving around on the floor. Um. But he grabs his face with his pincers and he goes, is that man dead? Oh, my God. The sanctity of human life. <laughs> anyway, uh, you're the only one that cares, buddy. Let's is, move on. Is, Let's is, get is, out of is, here. Is you Gareth, in or out? Is Gareth done like cleaning prints and getting getting there? Yeah, for the for the most part, you've you've uh, moved your your traces uh, off this room. All right. The last thing I want to do before we all jump out the window is a. I want to leave the window open with the rope and I want to take the calling card that this person left and I want to leave it on the dead body. So she threw the calling card outside. I will grab it real quick. I'm framing the hell out of it. This is why you don't leave calling cards. All right. All right. Let's get, uh, so Arnold, I believe you have a spell to cast. Yes. Am I? Yeah. So all, let me, let me double check, but I'm pretty sure it's actually, it's a reaction. So it's super fast. Yeah. So I, I cast feather fall on us as we jump out of the window. Okay. Test, test uh, grabs lobster. Yes. Okay. Let me go. Um, you hear a muffled cry before before you stuff this fresh crustacean in a pocket of your coveralls. Go like, oh my god! <clears throat> um, all of you jump out the window. I'm not going to make you roll for it because of your uh, your bard spell. You roll to a to a stop on the grass, Gareth. It's about a 20 yard dash from where you're standing to where this calling card is. You see it gleaming in the moonlight. So you're going to need to run over there, run back, shimmy up the rope, throw it on the corpse, and then get back down. I'm going to settle for throwing it in the room, not necessarily on the corpse. Okay. Uh, so you dash over to the card. You dash back. Give me a dexterity uh, attack. Let me see if you get it in the even in the window. How I roll? Just add dex, dex bonus? Yeah, add dex bonus okay. to it. Just like folded into a paper airplane. Oh, okay. Seven oh. plus three is ten. <laughs> yeah, I think you just whip it into the air, and you're like, "Good enough." <laughs> you, you it's all. It's the here. feather in Forrest Gump. It's just floating around forever. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, it doesn't even. I don't even think it gets close to the window. I think you just huck it, and you're like, "Ah, shit." As you all are running across the grounds, uh, you hear uh, splintering wood and shouts from the study, and. I think is the last one of you uh, makes for the the sort of like shadow eaten corner of this courtyard, which by the way, still a fucking mess. There's goobers everywhere. There's like torn garments and shattered glass. And like some of these kegs are still eking out ale across the grass. Um, But as you flee, you see heads poke out the window. And... Mel, I would actually love a perception check from you, please. I hope I see more than bees. Time will tell. Bees. Bees? How bad? Lots of bees. That was a four. Okay. Um, You just see uh, faces poke out, and you think you see one of them turn towards you and, like, clock you guys in general as you flee through this courtyard. 
However, uh, all of the all of the armed personnel and bodyguards have fled. So you guys make it out onto the street um, and disappear into the night. Flash cut. Actually, you don't disappear into the night. You disappear into the uh, actually the sun coming up over the buildings across uh, across the street as it is almost early morning by the time you guys all get out of the Battle of the Bards. What a crazy we night! Disappear in into the day. So you disappear into the day. Flash cut. Smash cut. Smash cut. You walk um, off into the sunrise. You walk off into the sunrise. It's great. The scene you arrive to at Troll Skull Manor. Well, what, let me back up. That? Tess, you follow this group of idiots through uh, the streets of Waterdeep. You are tired, hungry, probably, and and holding a crustacean. Um, they and are a and a paper bird uh, on your shoulder. Still hungry after eating a wing. It wasn't and a map. good, Mel. It wasn't a very good map. Um, I'm, I'm dead curious what a good map tastes like. Or more importantly, is the, is that what makes it filling or not? Mm. Like would a better map be more, would it hit the well, spot? I'm not satisfied. Also, it wasn't yeah. that much food. I'm a cow. I have four stomachs. <laughs> do you just, do you just know how many stomachs a cow has off the dome? That's pretty common knowledge. I know a lot not of know that cows have four stomachs. Wow. What I did yeah, know wow. is that it's technically one big stomach with four different compartments. Well, okay then. Yeah. <laughs> Don't I tell me how many stomachs I have. <laughs> you, 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 you just fucking mansplained how many stomachs. Yeah. No, I wanted to. Would have mansplained my own body to me. No, no, I genuinely like did research on cows because I wanted to make better informed jokes. <laughs> Are you kidding me? No, I'm not. <laughs> That's probably the sort of thing I would do. That's incredible. <laughs> um. So Tess, you follow these these people through the streets. Uh, they are dressed in the costumes that you met them in, which is like a sort of like sequined purple themed sort of like disco style ABBA for set. Um, fantasy ABBA. Finest fantasy ABBA. Yeah, obviously. Um, ABBA. But it's like, but it's like seen some shit like they're like, it's caked in mud. Mel, Mel has like got mud like all the way up her legs. Her arms are like, holding this bow and arrow. I think she's got like Josh Pat maybe cradled under one arm because he was almost taken from her like three times that night. So it's a ragtag group that uh, leads you through the streets. And as you walk through, you see uh, bakeries opening up for their early hour bread selling. You see cafes open and the first dregs of business float in as people set up at tables outside with their with their newspapers. It's a, it's a spring day in Waterdeep, so still on the cold side. So people sitting outside are bundled up in sweaters and scarves and hats and, st- and sitting by braziers of lit coals. Um, but you follow them through the very nice part of town where you met them and you watch the buildings grow closer together and grow smaller as they get cheaper and shittier and the streets narrow. And you suddenly you go from wide boulevards with trees and streetlights to narrow streets with laundry strung over the top of them. Um, There are like chamber pots being emptied out the windows and there are people selling fish from carts and it smells terrible. No place like home. And then they pull you into an alleyway uh, and you see your first, your first eyeful of troll skull alley. It is a narrow cobble bound 
piece of street with leaning buildings on either side, reaching up to almost an A overhead as they like eat the sky. Um, there is a towering burnt out shell of what might've once been a plant store that's got like bits of glass and broken panes still like snaggle toothed up from a door and like bits of like baby plants that are in like little pots close to where they can catch whatever rays of sun come up over these buildings. Um, there's a door with a, with a burning red eye set into it at the bottom of a flight of stairs. There's a teal door, uh, standing next to a scratch sign with three W's on it. Um, but you walk past all of these, you follow these three uh, adventurers, and they lead you to the biggest building in Troll Skull Alley, which is a building on the corner uh, that looks fairly new, actually. It's in sharp contrast to all these other buildings, uh, the paint is fresh on the sides. The windows are all more or less intact. There's actually a couple of them are, are patched, but compared to the buildings around you, it's it's in really good shape. Um. But it's big. It's three stories tall, and it's got like turreted windows at the top. And this is the building that these that these three people lead you to. Okay. I think I think to Tess, she's walking towards it, um, and she's thinking that that she maybe has smelled this place before. It smells like mm. like a second home, like somewhere okay. she has never been. But that that kind of like deja vu, nostalgic feeling. Of, of a smell where you're like, where is this? It reminds me of home. Um, okay. So I think she, that makes her actually trust the people she's with more. Um, mm. She's not, I don't think she would be put off by by the alley. I think she would actually, or the, this area, I think her first thoughts would be like, oh, this feels less gentrified. I like it. Um, and that it would kind of remind her, I think, of home where people are a little bit, live a little bit more organically. They dry their laundry outside and, and, you know, they just, they're, they're a little bit, they're, they're smaller homes and they're closer together. Oh, I love that. Awesome. Um, as you guys approach the door of Troll Skull Manor, um, so I don't want to make assumptions about your business. I'm you were, <laughs> all right, fair enough. So last time I checked in about it, you guys were open, uh, in the daytime for like coffee and non-alcoholic beverages for more like the library side. And then the bar side opened later in the evening. Is this correct? Yeah, we, uh, the, I'll take head here as the bartender. Uh, I don't really give a shit about the library aspect. I can't read. <laughs> so uh, typically Gareth has no idea when the library opens or closes. Okay. Um, but he does know that the, the last call is at three in the morning. Okay. And uh, we open for business at 8 p.m. For the bar? Yes. Okay. Um, it's the dinner rush, dude. We don't serve food. Yeah, you should have a pop. You should open before 8 p.m. Listen, you come to our manor to tell me <laughs> how to run my bar. No. <laughs> kind of okay. sounds like you serve burgers. Is this true? <laughs> We do now if you keep talking. No, I'm <laughs> incredible, incredible. Um, so you serve with lobster. I'm fine. I think walking up to the front door, uh, Mel, you hear it first. There is the sound of like breaking plateware echoing from the inside of Troll Skull Manor. Gareth sprints full speed. Uh, does Gareth also hear the plate smashing? I think it's just Mel for now. Okay, unless she turns around and tells you. Um, Mel would be really annoyed and probably just like 
like like we all just did like a sequined walk of shame with a cow <laughs> and um we get home and now there's fucking plates being broken she'd probably say like some really exasperated like are you fucking kidding me and i would think that that might attract everybody else to be like get, get gareth would be like what? about what <laughs> Uh, Gareth, even that slight pull to your attention towards the door, you also hear a plate smash. Full speed ahead. Okay. You hammer open this door to a scene of, I'm going to call it mild chaos. Um, you open for breakfast. You have a, a very slight but reliable breakfast trade at Trollskull Manor of people coming in to buy coffee and tea and Danish and grab a book from the shelves. It's a very welcoming space early on. You get some pretty good morning light. Um, and normally, Floon is your opening sort of like guy. He's here bright and early. I, I don't know if he's got a key. I imagine Cerulean had a key and maybe let him in. Um, but yeah, we, he's sorry. Go ahead. He's sort of he's sort of the guy. Um, but you open the door, Mel and Gareth together, to see uh, Evan Stokesworth standing behind the bar, attempting to pour four cups of coffee at once using a funnel and a tray. Uh, and you see Dustin Ego on a pair of roller skates moving around the dining room at a pace that would frighten the little redheaded idiot from Ratatouille with two trays of Danish. And he's trying to slide plates of Danish from his tray to the table as he moves past. But he is doing. God, oh, so bad. He dumps. He Children. These yes. are two children who live in Troll Skull Alley, uh, Evan Stokesworth and Dustin Ego. Um, Dustin Ego. And you see, you see Dustin Ego dump a full cream cheese Danish across one old gentleman's lap and just sort of like oh, baptize him in it. And actually, as he does that, he, he looks up and clocks you and his eyes go wide as dinner plates and he falls just like ass over tea kettle on the ground. Gareth, Gareth, starts, Gareth starts yelling. Uh, Gary starts yelling at these two boys. Kicks but, children. Uh, Troll School has very strict rules when it comes to employment age. You need to be at least 18 years old to work here. Less, less strict rules about ordering, but you do not work here. Where's soon? From the floor, you hear Dustin Ego pipe up and say, well, Mr. Gareth, sir, you said that we could have beer anytime we wanted and we didn't have to order it and you wouldn't cart us. So like we thought that the employment age was a little bit more loosey-goosey, just like the rest of the rules here, sir. Please, sir, Mr. Gareth, sir. I understand your assumption and it was a bold one to make when none of us were here. Who uh, told you you could do this? Uh, Floon did, obviously. Don't you ever take that tone with me again. Okay, I am sorry. Oh. Anyway, where where is Listen, Mel doesn't like children anyway because I don't really care for children. Um, has, little self, uh, little self know, insert there. As if that hasn't happened the entire campaign, bestie. Come on now, come fair, on. Fair, fair, best fair, way fair. to play um, a character. And um, especially them taking a toad now, like being in in our place in fucking like roller skates. Like, like, I do want to specify the tone came from Evan Stokesworth behind the bar, not Dustin Ego. Dustin Ego is fully chastised. I'd, he's behind. Oh, I mean, Mel would be pissed. She'd, she'd be, she'd be like, get the, get out. Oh, get I would out. be so much more mad at the dumbass behind the bar, mm. my bar. Oh. She'd be like, get uh, out. He, leave your roller skates and get the fuck out. He's not wearing roller skates. He watches. Whoever's out from wearing the bar. them, leave them because I kind of want them for later. <laughs> but. 
Yeah, yeah I mean, they is, invented there, is there roller four skates. of them by any chance? Uh, no, but they are child size. So at least you have two cow size roller skates. You just yes. need to come up with two other, two other pair or one other pair. Um, Evan Stokesworth puts down his tray of uh, coffee. He puts down his funnel um, and he sort of walks out and he takes off his apron and he's like, I don't even want to work here anyways. Place is dumb. And also, why does your coffee machine take forever to turn on magically? Why do you take forever to turn on? I'm a oh, minor, so like maybe let's maybe let's cool that tone. <laughs> uh, so, so, so um, both of them are suddenly walking out. Yeah, I think I think Evan Stokesworth makes for the door. Evan Stokesworth is he's he's over it. He's like, I didn't want to be here. Whatever. Uh, Dustin Ago is sort of like standing on one roller skate and is sort of like rolling one foot like sort of back and forth. And he's sort of like fiddling with his hands. And he goes, Mr. Carrot, sir, I'm really, I'm really sorry. I didn't, I didn't mean to make a mess. I was just, I had a lot of people to serve. And the Danish was, I had the, 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 the roller blades was Evan's idea. I wanted to walk and carry the trays, but Evan said that I would go super fast if I had the roller skates on. To be fair, he's not wrong. Uh, however. Super fast into the fucking floor. Leave us the I, tips you made. Great point. Yeah, I mean that's the least you can put. If anyone tipped these you shitty servers, like, like, so, so, so what? Gareth otherwise, like, like, leave your tips to pay for the damage you caused, or we're gonna call your parents. That's illegal. But so, yeah, I like that idea. So what? What? What Gareth is going to do is not illegal um, in fantasy world. It's true. So Gareth is a Dustin. I have some good news for you. You can stay here a little bit longer, and by a little bit longer, I mean long enough to clean up everything. Um, That's totally fair, yes, sir, Mr. Gareth. Sir, of course, I will clean it up. I'll I'll throw you a gold piece for technically working here. That's comically under minimum wage. Wow! No, Wait, dude, it's so Silver. it's so high. It's so much further higher above minimum. Like, I, I forgot that gold is like worth things. Silver coin. Yeah, you got it. You got to <laughs> you got to track that way down. I'll I'll like flip him the silver coin. Okay, like, there are your wages. You do not work here. This was a one-time thing. Where uh, after you're done cleaning up, where where is Loon? Okay, so Mr. Gareth, sir, Mr. Sneak Attack, I do not want to cause offense. I, I'm, I'm so sorry, but do you want me to clean up first or do you want me to tell you where Mr. Floon went first? I will tell you whatever. I'll do whatever you want, but you told me to clean and then you told me to answer a question. Okay, just luckily, luckily for you, Dustin, it's possible to talk while cleaning. Okay, um, I think, Arnold, one of these patrons catches your eye and it's this like sort of like, Bur like broad-shouldered, gray-haired woman sitting at a, a table by the window, and she sort of like raises a cup and sort of like gestures, like oh, she's asking typical. for service. Uh, and then you also hear a, a, a soft clearing of throat from another patron as they go, <clears throat> "Excuse me, dear boy. I hope it's not much of a fuss, but I have been waiting quite some time for that cheese Danish, and I'm perfectly famished." Uh, mm -hmm. And you turn it; it's actually the uh, the owner of Corellian's Crown. Um, sitting at the table, the the burned out plant store that you saw get that exploded in the explosion a couple days ago. Um, oh, did you explosion? That? Yeah, Tess, I got a lot to catch you up. Or Jess, I got a lot to catch you up on um, eventually. Yeah, catch up, Jess, and uh, I'll just listen in just so get everything. <laughs> <laughs> What's going on, everybody? Thank you so much for tuning in to uh, Critically Stupid. Give me just a couple of seconds. I'll have you right back to the show. I am, of course, uh, Alexander James. I'm your dungeon master and your uh, candy guy. You can't tell, but both of my legs are made out of chocolate. That's why I sit down all the time. If I stand up in the heat, I'm a goner.
Uh, for legal purposes, I'm here to tell you that we are playing Waterdeep, Dragon Heist, and official Dungeons & Dragons module written by Chris Perkins, Scott Fitzgerald Gray, Kim Mohan, and Michelle Carter. If you or any of your buds, your, your, your gangly youths, would like to get into D&D, I highly recommend you go to dnd.wizards.com. Check out all the great products they've got there. They've got... Uh, book sets to get you going. They've got uh, dice sets if you need some of those. They've got DM screens. They have uh, a pack of playing cards that come alive Yu-Gi-Oh style, but only under the moon uh, uh, on a full harvest day. Not quite sure what that is, but it's on the packaging, so it has to exist. Um, so go to dnd.wizards.com. Check out all the cool stuff they've got. It's great. If you would like to end up as a character on the show, you can tweet us at CritStupid. Uh, you could end up as a character like uh, Greg in this particular episode, who is at GregZilla01, G-R-E-G-Z-I-L-L-A-01. Uh, Greg tweeted us, and we only had a couple episodes on the air, so Greg, thank you so much. Um, if you would like to end up like Greg, or a Greg-like facsimile, as I like to call it, you can tweet us at CritStupid on Twitter, and uh, let us know what you think of the show. Uh, we are doing a big uh, YouTube subscription push, trying to get to that magical number of a thousand followers, so that we can get access to monetize the show, get some better cameras, better some uh, some better mics, get access to better recording software. So if you haven't yet, I would super appreciate it if you could subscribe to our YouTube channel. If you could recommend the channel to a friend who you think might like our particular brand of dumb dumb comedy, uh, and if you could leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, that would also be incredible. We rely so much on y'all's support to get us pumped up in those uh, in those numbers and put in front of new people who might like the show so uh uh please leave us a review please subscribe to our youtube channel and uh once again thank you so much for being here that's all i've got today uh so i'll see you out there i love you and take it squeezy all right we're jumping back in okay you stay um what's up everybody we're back jess has got a cat now deal with gus 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 is here how are you not going to stand for Gus? I mean, like, come on. Yeah, we cut away mid-sentence, and now we're coming back really abruptly. But now there's a cat. So fucking put that in your pipe and smoke it. No. Dear uh, listener, there's a cat. There's so a cat. you should probably watch on YouTube. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to snip it. I'm going to snip it that and market it as hard as I can when you become a real character on the show. Um, all right, Arnold. In August. Yeah. <laughs> uh I don't remember if I gave them a different name, but uh, Fala Lefayir. Le- Fala Lefayir is what? sitting at the table, uh, gently asking for a fresh, uh, a fresh breakfast. That okay. name does not sound even remotely. Yeah, I feel like I gave them a different name because they were the they were the proprietor of the plant store. They sold you the fantasy cilantro or olives or whatever was nonsense was it, it was it a- no hang on a second you wanted it desperately to be weed but i said no because this is a family show was it was it one of the um inserted um was it one of the real people i don't you think know? so no they they were they were earlier in that episode they arnold got the fetch quest to get the cilantro and olives from dina daniel and producer sean right okay john was a gorilla Sean is a gorilla and Garion's favorite NPC, probably hands down. Producer Sean? Oh, amazing. So one of my favorite people ever. <laughs> so I asked, him, I asked him, I was like, what if you had to be any animal, what would you be? And he's a gorilla. And I was like, bet, yeah. bitch. Great choice. I'm going to change your life. All right, Arnold, I'm so sorry. Go ahead. Oh, that's good. Um, so I looked down and I say, oh, I, I am so sorry for the inconvenience. Let me you know, take care of that as soon as possible. And I look over at uh, Dustin and I'm just like, do you know this? Do you know the order? 
Oh yes, yes, sir, Mr. Arnold. I got it. I got it right here. I got it right here. It is. Uh, uh, they want one Danish and a and a cup of tea. But then, uh, um, I was I I brought over the packets because they they told me a name of a tea that I did not know. So I I decided I would bring them all of the tea, and then I would I, then they could uh, choose the tea themselves. So uh uh person left by ear, what tea would you like? And uh, Dustin sort of extends this other tray in his hand, and it's fucking murdered with tea boxes. There are at least fifteen of them on this tray. Yeah, so so Gareth, Gareth just takes like one random tea bag <laughs> and he just goes, uh, this work? Uh, Follow says, oh, yes, that would be just uh, delightful. Thank you. And holds up a, a, a cup and saucer. I'll, I'll dunk it in there. Why not? Okay. <clears throat> uh, I'll, Gareth will also a try water. his best to like, Gareth will like clean up the patrons that like got coffee spilled on them, but he mm-hmm. will notably not refund anything. <laughs> okay. Uh Tess, it's so curious that you say something about water because you see Fala Lafayette make a curious swirling motion with one hand and the contents of their cup uh, start steaming in the early morning rays coming through the the dining room. Water is life. They're a firebender. Life is water, baby. Nice. Um, That's an esoteric reference for our new party member that has no fucking idea what we're talking about. I God remembered damn. something, and that's the important takeaway here. <laughs> um, okay, Gareth, I believe you had a question for Dustin Ego or Evan Stokesworth, unless you'd like to just let Evan Stokesworth go because he's low key kind of an asshole. Uh, I, w- I just want to know where Floon is. <clears throat> so you see, um, I think it is Evan uh, being the more responsible of the two. Stop at the front door and say, Listen, we didn't just decide to come in here, okay? We were paid to do a job. We were outside minding our own business, playing a little spell ball, because this little idiot can't still throws way too hard, has no idea how to hit a moving receiver. And the 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 guy, Mr. Floon, poked his poked his head out the window and said, Hey, do you want to make some quick money? And we said, Yes, obviously. So like we so this is we, we why are we in trouble? Uh Gareth is gonna get like Gareth is gonna like walk closer to 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 Evan. Okay. And he goes, um, you may not be in trouble because Floon hired you, but you are in trouble for that tone of voice. You are in trouble for fucking up my bar, and you are in trouble for not admitting what you did wrong. And we're not paying you. We'll pay Dustin because he's nicer. You know, D- Dustin got a silver coin. You ain't gonna uh, Okay. So so Gareth is he's he's been a leave unless you need him for something. Like sort of your tone of voice, like he's he's not really gonna stay unless you need him for something. Uh no, with, with that I'll just say um you're welcome back anytime as a customer. Okay. Most Arnold you like shaking her head behind him, like no. Like, <laughs> like scary eyes you know everyone says she's scary lady she's like doing full-on scary eyes being like no you do one of these like you like look at your like point yeah, to your exactly. eyes and point like, to him i was trying yeah. not to be murdery because of my mental health but yeah okay uh 
Mel, I think you're actually close enough to hear it. You hear the gentle sound of uh, coin clinking against wood uh, as you see Dustin Ego reach a shaking hand into his pocket and pull four copper pieces out of one pocket and put them on the table. And uh, still looking at the floor, he says, Miss Mel, I'm so sorry to tell you that this is this is the coin that we accepted from Mr. Floon to do the job. I, I fully believe that you should take it. I didn't actually get tipped because nobody was would be willing to give me any money for what they said I did to them. But I did. I really did try my best. Dustin, you can keep your. Uh, no, he was talking to Mel. Sorry. I mean, you're standing right there, though, right? Yeah, you're, you're both talking. Oh, you I mean, you can it. butt yeah. in if you want. D Dustin, you can keep your copper. We're going to be docking Floon's pay. You can you can you can keep the copper and the silver I gave you. Well, now hang on a second, Mr. Gareth. Like I, I don't, I don't. I'm really, I'm just, gosh darn it, I'm really, really sorry. But I don't think that it's Mr. Floon's fault because that person came in and talked to him and said that there was something important. And then he, and then he poked his head out and said that we had to come in and help him. And he, and he would pay us. So I don't think it's his fault either. So I don't think you should dock anybody's pay. Maybe you could give, maybe you could give the whoa, copper whoa, pieces whoa, back whoa, to Mr. Floon, and then whoa. he, and then everybody could be slow Dustin, down. Where Who did you get this? your business degree? <laughs> who, is this who is this person that Floon was talking to? Oh gosh, Mr. Gareth, I didn't recognize them. They were wearing a they were wearing a cloak and a hood, and I didn't see their face. Uh, that is what cloaks and hoods are designed for. Uh. <laughs> Damn it! Foiled by uh, fashion yet again. So, so did Floon leave the bar with this person? Well, the person came in and talked to Mr. Floon, and I didn't hear what they said. And then this person left, and then Mr. Floon poked his head out of the window and said, do you want to make some money? And then I didn't say anything because don't talk to strangers. But then Evan said yes. So then we went inside. Okay, and then and then Floon stayed. He left. Uh, Mr. Floon, he did show me where the Danish was. They came in the bakery box, and the bakery box was back in the in, in behind the bar area. And he, and he said, "You give people the the bakeries, and then uh, somebody has to give them the coffee and the tea." And I said, "I will give people the bakeries because I have my roller skates on because I was playing spell ball, which everybody knows you play with roller skates on." And then. And then, and then Evan was like, okay, then I guess I will give people the coffee and the tea and the beverages. And then of course, now here we are. Okay. Um, great, Dustin. You did a, well, you did, you didn't do a very good job, <laughs> but you know, it was, it was the enthusiasm that counts. Um, and you know what, in a few years, if you need some, if you need work after school, come on by, but for now, go, go play with your friend. Okay, Mr. Gareth, you got it. Yeah, you. Uh, thank you. Thank you so much. And he rollerblades out uh, out the front door. Gareth turns around to his party. I'm going to kill Floon. <laughs> well, we got to find this fucking carrot top. Where'd it go? He, are you I asking assume he's each not other or are you asking me? Kind of both. I assume he's not in the manor currently. He is not, I mean, in the immediate premises. You haven't checked upstairs of the basement, but you get the feeling that he's not here. Okay. And he doesn't live with us, right? He just comes here for work? He does not, actually. So, uh, Jess, you might not know this, a little bit of backstory. Every, there, there is an employee here called Floon. He was the subject of the, the party's first mission in Waterdeep. They found him. He was kidnapped. Um, now we and, have to find his ass again. Uh, he sort of, like, became attached to this property as a as a sort of Reward. makeshift bartender bar back sort of all hands person he's um, basically the guy who does stuff when we go on cool adventures right yeah but he's not here right now you can go find flume should you like to i'm curious what everybody's first reaction would be sort of coming back to this mess and like coming back home for the first time in what feels like a very long evening 
Like, so, all Mel wants to do is get cleaned up and out of the sequined stuff and maybe give Josh Pat a little bath if he needs it. Like, like she just wants to fucking chill. She's super annoyed and isn't too keen on having to find Floon again. It's like, we can just hire somebody else. I, th- I think Gareth is going to low-key, like, turn the open sign to close. He's not going to kick the people already in, like, out, but okay. we're, we're closed for the day. Do you explain that you're closed for the people sitting inside? Like, how do you how do you spin that to them? Um, doesn't really affect them. Basically, I'll just say like, hey, uh, just so you guys know, we're closing down for the day. You have as much time as you need to finish your meal, finish your book. But as soon as you walk out that door, you cannot come back in. So make sure you're finished. The Can I just say like, the attention to detail that Garion has for the business goings on of this manor are like, like the level of attention is like almost double what is happening in most <laughs> other scenes. Like, yeah, there's like, oh yeah, Gareth, he's like a rogue and a thief and he has a magic knife, but he's also just a bartender, man. He's just a small businessman <laughs> trying to do his best. Uh, Arnold, did I hear you start to say something and I cut you off? Oh, no, I mean, you can cut me off. But I was going to say, um, so I would look at Tess and the lobster and, you know, then be like, um, so this is where we live. Uh, if you'd like it, we, you know, I can show you around the rooms. Uh, I'll show you where Cerulean's room was. And, you know, there are other rooms in here. You, maybe you can take a look and see if you find a place to stay. I honestly just need a nap. I'm exhausted and I'm disgusting. Um, so I, I'm going to take it up, but I'll show you around the room. You know, so like I say, like, if you're interested. Yeah, thank you so much. I I I was I didn't want to intrude or like seem like you have a lot going on. So if you if you don't want me to stay, it's totally fine. Um, probably don't need to stay in Cerulean's room. Would probably like to live that that where it is. But um, if you got a tank for this guy, I uh, just hold up the lobster and sure. I like look at him and I give him like a look and then I'm like, but uh, yeah, if I could if I had, could have somewhere to stay um, and also just take a nap. If you have a pile of hay, that will be fine. Um, just whatever. What are you nope. doing with your origami bird? I just stand in my pocket. You know, you know, Tess, you're absolutely welcome to stay here as long as you like. I do have one request. If you, for any reason, need to come behind the bar, do so as a fae, not a cow. A lot of glass over there. <laughs> you don't want to serve free milk? Woof. I was talking about knocking things over. Gross. <laughs> um... Tess, you you hoist this lobster upside down and he sort of goes, whoa! <laughs> uh, and then he says, um, oh, I'll be fine with just a rock. I don't need any sort of fancy tank. I'm not, I'm not one of those fancy lobsters. I'm just I'm just a normal boy. Yeah, yeah, but I don't want you running away from me because because I have questions for you. Well, gosh, that's when pretty threatening. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um so Arnold, you take Tess uh, upstairs, which is sort of like the the most of the rooms uh, in this space. Um, Tess above, there's a there's a staircase behind the bar that leads upstairs. There's a there's a please do not enter sign on a chain that Arnold un, unhooks and leads you up. Um, and you find upstairs several like apartments worth of actually pretty nice rooms laid out uh, pretty tastefully above this bar restaurant library scenario. Um, 
There's a common room with several bookshelves and a fireplace that's currently empty and like a large table and comfortable chairs. There are several bedrooms that are sort of like sparsely decorated and laid out, you assume ostensibly for guests. Um, there are the, the crew rooms. Um, I don't actually know what they look like. So if you guys want to jump in and tell me what your rooms look like or how they're decorated, I'd, I'd be very curious to know. I'm pretty sure that my room is still just the basement with like a curtain in the corner. Your room is the basement. I did. I think we gave you a wall and a door. I think we did actually give you that luxury. Very cool. Um, so I guess it's just Mel Arnold and, uh, and Cerulean on the upstairs. I mean, as far as I remember, my room still has a middle finger carved into the floor of it. And I painted it. If I recall. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. It's got like a, it's got like a like a very careful circle stepped around it where like Arnold. I don't know. I don't know if you crossed that seal. I don't think you do. Nah. But uh Tess Arnold takes you. Is there is there a, a style of room that you would look for sort of naturally? Lots of light, eastern, western facing, big windows. What's your vibe? A stable, oh, maybe a barn. <laughs> either either full on barn vibes or okay. yes big windows lots of natural light um i i like for um as opposed to minimalist he's quite maximalist so uh, I, right. I love me some clutter um yeah so i'm gonna i'm gonna start calling myself a max oh yeah I call my room isn't dirty i'm a maximalist actually exactly uh tess arnold leads you past a room that catches your eye almost right off the jump it's on the first floor uh, after you come up these stairs, there's like a little half stairway that leads up to it. So the front door actually opens into this like little hallway that sort of leads down into this common room. Um, but focused on one wall sort of directly across from the door is a big circular eye window, almost like five, six feet across that floods this room with like beautiful early morning light. Um and there's a there's a platform on the end that catches your eye with a little uh, half ladder leading up to it, where like you you could see a bed going very nicely. Okay, um, ladders are hard. Um, All right, let's call it let's call it a wide a wide staircase instead of a you. ladder. <laughs> climbing a ladder. Um, I would pay oh, to see that. <laughs> is this room is this room taken or any chance that I could? Is, it, is there any reason there's a big eye? there is it like a sacred room or Arnold, she's talking to you oh she's talking to me I... yeah, yeah yeah um you're gonna have to ask the ghosts i don't know a whole lot about this house but i do know that it's haunted uh hey ghost is it cool that she stays in this room and see if there's any kind of response uh i think you gotta say like slam a door if it's cool or something <laughs> yeah I think there is the uh, the very subtle rattling of floorboards underneath you, Arnold, uh, and a nail pops off one of the floorboards and zips up into the ceiling and then clatters to the floor uh, underfoot. That's that a threat. Is, that cannot like a be a yes, right? They said we no nailed way. it with our choice. <laughs> Take the we, eye, we... blink twice. If it's okay. <laughs> Wait, is it is it an actual eye or is it like a window? Just like a it's a, it's a semi oval window. It's not okay. an actual eye. Um. Okay. So so I'll I'll let you know based on my experience that when they don't like you, they draw middle fingers on the ground, and when they do like you, they do some sort of random sound. So I'm this could go either way. This could go either way. Uh, this does seem like a nice room though. Okay. Yes. Uh. Uh. In, in my experience, um, ghosts tend to like me. Um. I have a uh, spoopy vibes, so I would love. I would love this room if if I have it. 
Um, so yeah, Tess just kind of goes in and she just kind of like flops out. On the maybe ground. the ghosts just don't like a cow being in there. Like maybe <laughs> if you were a fae, it'd be far more agreeable. Racist ghosts. I... Is that racist? No, <laughs> it's specious. It's specious. Yeah. It's specious. <laughs> uh, oh, oh, small, small update of Gareth's room. Uh, the ladder that leads down into the sewers, super blocked off, like caution tape, bolted shut, all that. Really? Okay. Yes. That's good to know. Okay. Thank you. Oh, just retest. Like, she has no idea that it's weird that she's a cow. Cause, like, from where she's from, it's like, well, it's just like animals and, and plants are just kind of part the of the fact culture. that she's so, like, surrounded she fully by not understand cows that people isn't think a hint. It's weird. Sorry. Um, I, oh, sorry, go ahead. Can I just do one quick thing before you go on? Um, so can I just ask? Um, so does is the lobster still with Tess at this moment? Because we never. I'm so glad. I'm so fucking glad you asked that. So, the lobster okay. um, wriggles wriggles out of the coveralls and out of out of uh, Tess's hooves and says, well, "All right, gosh darn it, that's enough." Now. I have had a terrible morning and, and you all have not been very understanding of me and I, and I want some answers and it clicks its pincers like, and it almost looks a little bit menacing, but it is obviously a lobster. So it's not. Um, and he, he turns to Tess and says, now listen, I think the, what I saw in my world was a travesty of justice and the natural order. And I would like to help you, person, cow person, find who did it. And also, I want to go home. And I think that's the same thing. Now, I know you look at me and you just see a lobster. But actually, I've got a name. My name's Greg. And I'm a member of... <clears throat> I'm a member of the Junior Shellfish Detective Agency, or JISDA. <laughs> and we are committed to solving crimes of the most heinous order. And I'm honor bound to help a fellow Faye. So no, I, I propose that I live here with you under a rock and I'll help, and I'll help you solve clues as to how those, those ding dang chul killed your people. Right. Right. Um, the name was Greg. Oh, okay. Right. 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 I'm sorry, Greg. You can't just call a man Jizda. <laughs> sorry, Greg of Jizda. Um, okay, so you're telling me I should trust you that you are not the same as the tool. Is that correct? That's correct. I'm not mature enough for my consciousness to drain down my spinal cord. Are you saying that at some point you will reach that point? Well, gosh darn it, the magic's baked out all of us eventually. Um. You were from my world then. You were from the Fae world? Yeah. Okay. Um, <clears throat> I think I think Tess still wouldn't trust him a lot much, but totally. she does she she does want as much help as she can get. So so she's like, okay, well, if you promise not to run away, we'll treat you better than this. Um, but you're I I want I want answers. I have so many questions. I I also want to get home and I want more than anything to know what is happening to my people, my friends, my family, my neighbors. You you don't you don't fuck with my people and get away with it. I think this lobster waddles up 
to your to your paw. He doesn't go up to your face. Your nose oh, is still swollen. Or paws. your hooves. Sorry. <clears throat> it waddles up to your hooves. I didn't Google cows before this episode. <laughs> Apparently, to my own research. Google cows to know they don't have paws, then you've got bigger problems. <laughs> At the end of each leg is a stomach. And <laughs> cows walk on their stomachs. It's actually one big stomach. It's a compartment at the end of each leg of one. Yeah, big they're actually it's actually one big leg. They're just different compartments. <laughs> uh this lobster waddles up to your hoof and gently lays a claw on, on one of your hooves and says, Now this is a solemn promise from a member of the junior shellfish detective agency, or and I cannot state this enough, Jizda. I will help you solve this heinous crime and we will both go home together. Arnold cries. Like, I'm just... <laughs> <laughs> it's a beautiful scene. It's just a beautiful moment. Okay. Tell, tell so because, like, uh, just Tess is like, on behalf of the Fae, Testicles is now in partnership with Jizta. All right, he reaches hoof. out and, like, shakes your hoof with his claw. Shakes my hoof, yeah. And then I, like, push Garrett? him off because I'm allergic. Am I am I in the room with them or am I in my own room? That's up to you. Yeah, did you fall? Is it worth retconning my intent for a stupid joke? No, it's not. (laughs) All right, fair enough. Uh, Actually, Gareth, thank you so much for asking um, or for bringing the focus to you. I have a question. So, Ah. speaking of retconning, I want to I want to throw a little something something into your room. When you left your village, way back when. You took a box with you, very small, like a cigar, like a cigar box. Okay. But but you packed it with some really important things to you from your village. Okay. What did you take? And why? Drugs. Um, drugs, drugs, drugs. Drugs, drugs, The box is empty now because he's used them all. Yeah, no, they're not in the box. I hid <laughs> them all in my lungs. <laughs> That's the best place to hide them. The coppers yeah. will never find they're it They're never going to find them in there. They'll never get it. Um, he baked it into the Danishes. So, well, well, while we're in the topic of talking about my my village, um, I wanted to to discuss what if my village was like. I wanted I want my village to like because I don't want it just be generic wizard village. I think it'd be cool if they like studied the kind of magic. Okay, I love that. Um, I was I was thinking about teleportation magic because a it would lend more credibility to my teleporting knife. Yeah, one hundred percent. And B, that's not super, like, I'm not going to be able to use that in every fight where I'm like, oh, he's using teleportation, you know? Yeah, no, it's pretty esoteric. That's cool. Uh, it's cool as hell. Honestly, I'm into it. So you, so your village specialized in teleportation magic. Yes. So what did you take from this village when you were, were sort of like run out of your own home? What were the um, few things you took that were important to you? So I think the, 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 first, the first thing I took was uh, it's actually just my not magic knife my regular knife hmm, okay um and then oh fuck I'm, i want to i want to i don't want to give myself a magic item so i'm i'm that's why i'm trying to like no these are like think like tchotchkes like little nightstand yeah. things maybe that remind you of home as opposed yeah. to like do something from home you know what i have tell me i have my very first trainer wand it doesn't actually cast spells. It's the equivalent of training reels on a bike, but okay. it's like yay big. Okay. And I keep it in a box to think about what would have happened if I did go to school. It's an unsharpened oh. pencil. He's just illiterate. 
Yeah, I just don't know. <laughs> All right. Uh, I'm going to do a smash cut really quick because I think it's adorable. Mel, it is uh, later that afternoon after you've gotten yourself and Joshua Patrick bathed. And I will say, like, after you washed the boy, he was in a much better mood. He did have some, he did have some salt water, like caked into his paws that he wasn't a fan of. So like after he, after he got, uh, got him washed, he sort of like ran around your room and like danced a little bit. And then he like spun himself into a circle he and is currently, zoomies. he got the zoomies, but he is currently taking a nap on your bed in a sunbeam. So like his happy space. Does I have an he important... get blow dried. I need to know if he gets blow dried. Does he like, or did he just kind of like shake himself dry? That's Mel. a question for Mel. It's not well, me. it's Mel. Oh, yeah, Mel. I mean, obviously, hands? like any dog, as soon as they get out of the bath, they shake and they get their water everywhere. Um, oh, but yeah, then, yeah. Uh, yeah, I'd I'd give him like a good like a good toweling and and mm. then um yeah like like a light light blow dryer. I feel like he would like it. Like like I definitely see him like just really enjoying the the heat and the. Why are why are zoomies only uh regulated to dogs and cats? What if Tess gets the zoomies? What if a cow is fucking our manor will not survive that? (laughs) Every time there's like an open field that we get anywhere, like Tess just immediately gets the zoomies. As long as you're outside, because we don't have another duck to sell to to fix our manor if you zoom anywhere where somewhere that's kind of like outdoors, where there's like a bay area test. We have a yard. I guess I'm not quite sure how big our yard is but we do i will i will say your yard's like 50 ish feet it's a good sized yard but a shitty sized pasture can you explain what that is a meter it's 20 meters we talking fantasy freedom units here fantasy feet uh mel we're doing a smash cut real quick. It is later that afternoon and you find yourself with a peculiar thirst for some of the special cider that you uh, asked Cerulean to order for the bar that you enjoy so, so much because it reminds you of the wilds of home. Um, maybe it's a cider that's actually brewed with the apples that grew sort of like close to where you grew up and you miss that sort of like sweet, bitter taste. Um, fireball. It's just fireball whiskey. <laughs> it's just barrels of fireball whiskey. Anyway. <laughs> You uh, are downstairs in the basement. Gareth's not there. He's probably up at the bar ranting and raving at uh, the mess that Floon left in the wake of these children. But I think out of like a moment of curiosity, you notice that Gareth's bedroom door is open. You're not necessarily one to pry. I think you do respect people's privacy. However, you notice that there's a box on Gareth's nightstand that's open and you've never seen it before. And sitting on this box is a stubby, Almost looks like it was broken off a, a a stunted tree piece of wood that's weathered at one end that is pointed at the wall, sort of at the end of Gareth's bed. And you hear a you hear a curious squeaking sound coming from inside the rogue's bedroom. A squeaking sound? A squeaking sound. A dubious little creature. Can you make that sound for me, Bestie? Yes, please. You know what? You know what? I came in pretty hot at the at the beginning of this episode, so yes, yes, I can. <laughs> episode title. <laughs> you know that sound of when you open a door real slowly. <laughs> 
Mel's just thinking we need a little fantasy WD-40 here. Yeah. <laughs> like, like zero concern whatsoever. Oh, God, <laughs> Gareth, your hinges are cool. <laughs> like mental note, we should <laughs> just take care of that. That's what my knees sound like when I stand up. <laughs> Okay, so uh, Mel, I think the I think the question is, would you investigate this thing that you've never seen in a friend's room, or would you respect the privacy and leave it to 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 their sort of being? Um, I think that unless Mel had some reason to believe that there was something that needed immediate attention happening, that that she would respect privacy because she, contrary to the. I, fact that she gets drawn into all these crazy like adventures um she she is not one to like go out of her way to look for trouble okay um and and i'm isn't gonna go prying into somebody else's things is, is um, plus i figure she's still pretty just like distracted with everything that has happened you know it's really in abandoning us and then everyone trying to steal josh pat and and you know so she just hears a weird squeaking noise and and as and again unless it was something that gave her cause she might pause she might like glance in to see if there's anything give me give me a perception check really quick bestie last time i did that there were just bees i mean if there were bees in his room she'd shut the door yeah but they'd be buzzing not squeaking I did make a very specific sound, much to my dismay. I don't know if that sound was... Hey, you can classify it as a squeak. Mm, 11. Oh, um, yeah. Oh. I'm rolling like shit tonight. I don't think you've, I don't think you've had enough to drink. Cheers. Rosé. I honest to God don't know. That's the move. That's a peach Moscato. Whoa. Fuck is Moscato. Oh. <laughs> what? <laughs> the fuck is Moscato is my favorite episode title like we've ever had. <laughs> you yeah, laughed at me for asking Moscato. a question. Moscato? I may have missed Do I her. say it funny? Like, like, is it me or was it his? <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, no, no. It was Diana, actually. She said it weird. What the fuck uh, is Moscundo? I don't know. What's what the fuck is a Moscundo? All right, all right, all right. With an 11, bestie, um, I don't think you notice anything awry in this room. I think you're just like, oh, that's a weird sound. And then you grab your bottle of cider and you roll. She Ooh. might make a mental note later to be like, hey, Gary, uh, you should probably something in your room. I don't know. Again, with the fantasy WD-40, you might want to those hinges there. W- but WD-41. Yeah, fantasy, obviously. Thank you, yeah. Jess. Um, Gareth, it is same mid-morning. I think, and please correct me if I'm wrong, I think you're a little too riled up to fully relax like the rest of your group. I think you are taking charge of the guests in the dining room, making sure they have what they need before they leave while you're closed. Um, when you hear a whistling from outside on the street, jaunty, like somebody like somebody whistling their way through the gayest part of their day. Um, I'm going to say that again. Can you like whistle some, that for us, Bestie? I'm not, no, no. I've, you've, I, listen, I've, 
I have shoveled myself out of the hole that I dug for myself. I am standing on firm ground. One little squeak. Are you going to demand that I whistle a jaunty tune for you? Is that what's happening right now? No, I want to hear the gay part of your day, Alex. Yeah, I was really focused on that. That's what I was trying to retcon. The gayest part of my day, I was walking to work and then I kissed a dude. I was whistling a jaunty tune. I was, gonna say, I I was about to say while whistling a jaunty tune. All right. Is... Um, the whistling sounds like. He's doing a little dance for listeners. I was going to say for, for, for yeah. uh, There's audio, no way. Audio listeners, it's worth watching for the it jaunty is, dance. It is, it, I, is, it is something. It is a thousand percent funnier without the whistling because you. It's yeah, there's so no good. way. There's no way my mic picked it up. No way. Anyway, a little uh, dancey dance. Gareth, you see a uh, a lick of red hair appear around the corner and start angling towards the front door. Uh, and then two seconds later, the front door opens and Floon uh, walks in, uh, looking like he's just won the lottery. Before he, he gets a word out, Gareth has him like by the collar. Whoa. Okay. All right. Been hot. A little bit. It's a little hot. This is the, this is the gayest part of Gareth's day. He kisses him on the mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Gareth. Go ahead, please. Um. Okay. So, would you like to explain not only why you decided to play hooky from work today, but why why you decided to, in your stead, hire two? Children, I would have genuinely preferred if we were unstaffed for the day. Whoa, hey. Hey, Boss Gareth, hey, man. Like, whoa, first of all, good morning. I, hey, listen, I just stepped out to get you some coffee. And I, because I knew that you were going to be back from your, whatever you have it. And I just, I just stepped away for a second. I just thought it'd be a cool treat, like a cool little cool thing to give you, man. Like, hey, can we take a breath, bro? Don't we serve coffee right. at this place? All right. You know what? You know what, Floon? You're right. I was a little aggressive. However, I do think it is insane of you to make such a bold-faced lie directly to my face. <laughs> you just stepped out. There were two children in here for the whole day. There's uh, still for the for the record legs. for the record, Gary. The time the timeline we're working on is like a couple of hours. Oh, okay. I, you can still say it's the whole day. That's fine. Uh, but I just for the whole one, shift. There you go um whoa hey man like i I, hey bro gareth like maybe it's my bad but i thought evan stokesworth and brian and and brian i don't even know who the fuck that guy is i thought evan stokesworth and dustin ego were super trustworthy and like i thought they were cool beans bro yeah maybe children hey listen maybe we're maybe they're a little on the young side but maybe hey maybe Waterdeep needs like some labor reform yo you know what i'm saying that's the opposite of reform that's hey, reform just means change. The children yearn for the mines. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. All right, Flume, listen. <clears throat> that's that's behind us now. We're never going to employ children again. And honestly, we're pretty close to not employing you again. So why don't you explain where you were going? Because you weren't getting me coffee. We serve coffee. Yeah, but... Bro, Gareth, like, our coffee's not good, man. I know that, Flu. <laughs> I buy it. 
I kind of thought you'd like double down and be offended because like you I know it, like so seriously you're like what the fuck this is from like artisan beans but instead you're like no, no we buy the cheapest stuff so we can I make know. the most profit we just label <laughs> it oh uh, no Gar- Gareth is only snooty about the alcohol that's all right that's fair uh you asked me to tell you where it was um you see his face grow a little serious Gareth um and his expression softens um his hands fiddle with the edge of his cloak sort of like pulling it instinctively tighter around himself and he says oh hey man like okay Mr. Gareth like boss Gareth like my dad's real sick yo like hey I'm sorry like listen I know we keep it light I know we keep it I know we keep it 95 fun here, 5% work. I know you've told me that before, but like my dad's not feeling so hot and I don't know what I'm going to be without him. So I, I had to fuck about your dad. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> no. Okay. Is, is he still talking? I didn't want to interrupt. Yeah, no, yeah, he's still talking, but okay, like, sorry. <laughs> good, 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 good. I, I thought that was like the end of the sentence. <laughs> Gareth didn't actually say that. Let's be clear. Garyan Garyan said that, but he says um, Diana was thinking it. If it helps, that does help. I'm sure. Uh, He says, um, "You ever like? I don't know, boss Gareth. Like, you ever like look at the world without without your person in it? Just like try to imagine yourself moving on without like without that other person." I don't know. I had to, I had to go, man. I'm sorry. Yeah. I hired kids, but like, bro, they're cool as hell. Did you see Dustin Echo's rollerblades? Bestie, I'm not going to lie. When, when you said see the world without your person in it, I was like, Oh, Flume dissociates too. <laughs> when, when you got a little bowl of ice water right there, <laughs> Diana for his fingertips. When, when Flume says the thing about like seeing the world without your, without your person, uh, the hand Garen uses his knife like reflexively, like winces almost. Ooh. Um. So so Gareth will um. Uh. All right, Flune. Listen, I get that your dad's sick, but, and I completely understand. I'm not here to be mad at you for that. What I am going to be mad at you for is lying when you could have said you were going to see your sick father. In fact. That would I don't think we would be having this conversation anymore if you led with that. Bro, like I didn't listen, I know like you're cool with it because like you're like I know that you call yourself boss Gareth, but like you're really bro Gareth, you know what I mean? But like it's so like, funny because I don't call myself boss Gareth. Like that's only bloom. <laughs> but like that lady cerulean, bro, like she scares me, man. And she'd fire me in a heartbeat if she knew I walked out on a shift. Well, I have some good and bad news for you. <laughs> um, what do you want first? Uh, oh, my dad always says good news first, bro. Start the day on a smile. All right. The good news is you have so much employment opportunity. No, <laughs> yes, fired. <laughs> uh, the good news is, Floon, you can still work here. Um you can visit your father when needed and also 
just let me know ahead of time and don't hire children. The bad news is we're totally docking your pay for every damage that those two, again, children cost. Okay, but bro, Gareth, like, did you see those rollerblades though, bro? I will admit that was pretty sick. So uh, sick. Like, honestly, a little bit more hand-eye coordination and we could really be onto something here. Um. All right, let's 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 end this episode on a lovely scene. Everybody in the common room upstairs. Um, it's the end of this sort of terrible day. You've all had your, your isolated times to... to clean up and rest a little bit. Josh Pat is tail wagging, jumping up and down. Happy to be here. Um, you're all in the common room upstairs in troll skull manner. There's reading. a fire in the, there's a fire in the fireplace. Tess is reading a book called catalyst by uh, Dustin Taylor, which is a phenomenal book um, that I highly recommend everybody listening to this reads catalyst by Dustin ego. Uh, yeah. It's Dustin Ego Taylor. It's you don't actually see the middle name on uh, wherever you buy your very high quality fiction, but check that shit out. Um, I'm curious what or how everybody reacts to the 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 newcomer Tess, who I imagine you've heard like making her room her own. Um, throughout the day and and the loss of cerulean i know we talked a little bit about this like in the moment as you know one went through the door and one came through the door but like sitting here in this common room drinking your drinking your evening beverages reading your books or or doing whatever it is you do sort of pre-bedtime when you're at your safest place i wonder what thoughts you all have about your new party moving forward um Gareth is up later than usual because Gareth is stressed out because now a hundred percent of the like bar duties because Saruri did a lot of shit, you know? Yeah. Now, oh, yeah. now it's all Gareth. Uh correct me if I'm wrong, but I think Mel just kind of hangs out under tower and Arnold does uh live performances. I I don't believe you are like correct me if I'm wrong. I'm just uh stating. Mel is not interested in being in a position where she has to interact with people. Pretty much what I thought. Yeah. <laughs> Arnold just does entertainment. So, yeah. Um, looks like I might, at, at least has so far. So, yeah. But, like, we can talk about performing? hiring somebody else. Like, you know, we'll <clears throat> get you help. Is he performing for Tess, Arnold? Am I performing for Tess? Yeah. Because you said you're you're just doing music shit. Yeah, that's that's usually what i do that's what i'm saying is like so far i haven't been like helping with customers or doing any kind of like you know restaurant duties or a bar du duties i could that's not oh. true you give all the drunk people somebody to rally in front of <laughs> yeah. sway side to side we true, yeah. we made a decision to maybe not let arnold work behind the bar because once they're his friends he likes to give them things it's like, true i do remember making that decision. free food and free... arnold is very generous it is known be generous yeah. not fair yeah, I'm bad at this, bad at business. Yeah, so we we keep him just singing the songs and playing the lute, and it's better that way. So so can I get, so like I'm like playing music and just sitting there while everyone's hanging out and just like so what's Tess gonna do? Is she gonna be in my band or is she like Tess? What are you doing? <laughs> like, do you have any special skills that we should know about? She can become a right. cow. I mean, that's pretty fucking cool. That's pretty. That special. is more entertaining than me. I take it back. Don't tell anybody that you can do that. 
so right now Tess is in human form because um, she's just chilling, cool. um, reading her book because it's easier to read um, when your both eyes are in front of you as opposed to each eye being holding, on holding the book either side of the head. head. I was gonna say you can get like two copies yes. of the same book and like just put one on each and. A terrible head shark hat, style. Two pages at the same time. Is it kind of like like the t like with a T Rex where you stand in front and you don't move? You can't. There is no book. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, I guess yeah. Tess would offer like, hey, I I can I can serve. Um, I'm like pretty good with people. If you if you need some help around here, I don't want to just like I don't I don't I want to carry my own weight. I don't want to like get in the way. But um, I just want to say that I really really appreciate you you letting me join in i i really feel the loss of cerulean um from all of you and um i just want to say that like i am having a really hard time being away from my people my family um everyone who who's made me who i am and the only place i've ever loved so i i really appreciate feeling a sense of of kinship from all of you and for for being so generous for letting letting me be here now let's talk about rent no <laughs> um you have to work here and pay to be here <laughs> you know what actually i didn't uh think about this did cerulean still have um the what's her name leaf the dead people's like ring around her neck she like still has those right i think she did uh hop into the into the broken sea with leaf's wedding bands around her neck which she kept sort of on her person at all times not Gar our fault, Leaf. Gar Gareth is gonna like look up and like address the house and be like, "Hey, Leaf, you're there. Uh, slam a door if you're listening." The door to the common room closes very gently, Gareth. Nice. Um, so you remember Cerulean, of course, everyone does. Uh, she was very kind in putting your wedding ring around her neck, keeping it safe with her. Uh, you may notice she's not here. She's not dead, as far as I know. Maybe. She did. She did take her your rings with her. She does still have them. Is that like cooler? Well, Hope so, because we're not getting them back. We're gonna have to get do right you, with that leaf. Do you know what I think happens, Gareth? So in this common room is a window. Obviously, this is a big house, a lot of windows. Uh, this one's a little bit more small, snug, and secure as opposed to some of the bigger, grandiose windows in Trollskull Manor. This one just sort of looks out onto one side of the street, but what it does have is a beautiful view of the night sky and especially the moon setting over Mount Waterdeep, sort of across the city. Um, I think in the light of the moon, coming through this window you hear a very familiar sound tinkling like the sound of falling coins from across a great distance gareth had snaps <laughs> and you actually see manifest in just the slightest bit of moonlight on this table a pair of very eerily familiar wedding rings interlocked together appear on the wood of the table Gareth just looks down deep 